You're listening to Pulse Radio. Dallas was plus 37 points with Doncic on the floor. They led by as many as 46. And to channel a little Jimmy Johnson, the former Cowboy coach, Dallas man, Luca did it. Dallas won this series in seven games. We're going down that old town road to Dallas, game three and four. It's crazy, man. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, host of Post Radio, in the building for another special edition of the show on today, where I am stunned, I am gobsmacked, I am shocked. I don't know what to say, but I'm going to try to sum it up and say it because I have to do this recording. I have to do this broadcast because what in the world did I just see? The number one seed Suns lost in seven games to the Dallas Mavericks after being up two to zero. I I, I don't know what to say. All I'm going to say first and foremost is congratulations to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, They are going to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2011, uh, Dirk Nowitzki in 2011 uh, led a very undermanned team considering some of the teams they were going against uh, to the NBA Finals. And that was the last time they actually won a playoff series because they made the you know the first round with Luka uh, the past couple years. They lost to the Clippers twice. And now they bring Jason Kidd, who was on that 2011 team. And he comes in and coaches emphasizes defense, emphasizes players playing in their role. The front office goes out and gets playmakers like Spencer Dinwiddie, a shooter like Davis Breton, and then you get rid of Kristaps Porzingis, who was taking up a gang of money, and you, and you got Luka, space, you got space on the floor for Luka, and Luka Sawson. Dog, I, I, it's so much to say in so little time. Uh, congratulations to the Mavericks. They deserve it. Um, I am a Trey Young guy, um, but I don't want to get into the Twitter semantics of the supposed rivalry between Trey and Luca because they were drafted for each other and they were traded for each other. I think that that trade was very was was very much so equal, and I think that both franchises are going to benefit from it. And I believe that both franchises will soon be championship teams, and they might meet in the finals one day. Um, but it's this notion on Twitter and this notion amongst. Mavericks fans and Hawks fans, just Trey Young and Luka fans that, oh, one is better than, than the other. I am here to officially, first and foremost, stop that talk. Luka is great. Trey Young is great. And we can appreciate both of their greatness. But the Dallas Mavericks are going to the Western Conference Finals. And to be honest, I do not know what's about to happen. I cannot tell you. I honestly cannot tell you. Because what I saw from the Warriors against the Grizzlies, I cannot tell you how that's going to go. So we're going to celebrate the Mavericks right now for making a statement, man. Congratulations to the Mavericks. Y'all did that. Wow. Wow. So 
the Suns went up 2-0 in this series, and I thought it was over. I thought that Luka was going to get swept. It seemed as if they had uh, Luka's um, number. They let Luka score. They were going to minimize the other players on the team. I thought they were going to get swept. I thought that we were going to see the matchup we had been previewing and waiting for since November. We want to see the Suns versus the Warriors. We set that way back in November, and whoever wins that is going to the NBA Finals. That's what we wanted, and that's what we previewed was going to happen. The Suns were rolling. Devin Booker was on a roll. Chris Paul had a perfect game against his former team, the Pelicans, in, in game six. He was 14 for 14, made history. I'm like, the Suns are finally clicking. Devin Booker's back. He was injured with his hamstring, so now it's time for them to make it happen. They win those two games in dominant fashion, although Luka showed up and showed out. I'm like, yo, it's a wrap. Game three came around. I was like, okay, this, this can go six games, but the Suns are going to win. When I saw how the Mavericks were fighting back, especially on their home floor, I got scared. And I picked the Suns to win in five, but I was very shaky on my pick after game three. And I didn't do any broadcasting or anything on it, so I couldn't you know, talk out how I was feeling in real time. But I was really shaky because there's no super team in this league anymore. At least not right now. There's no super team. There's no world beater. The Suns were the best team in the league, and they were a team, but they also were flawed. They were not unbeatable. You saw that against the Pelicans. You saw that against some really good teams during the year. They were not unbeatable. They have been taken to to the brink before. And Chris Paul, for how great he is, he is 37 years old. He turned 37 during this series, literally. So they're not unbeatable. These aren't the 73 and 9 Warriors. These aren't the Warriors in 2017 with Kevin Durant. Like, this is a very mortal team. So Luca saw blood in the water, man. Luca smelled blood. And Luca delivered knockout blows to, to the Suns that they just simply could not recover from. The Suns lost two blowouts, game six and game seven. Two blowout, two blowout losses for the Suns. The Mavericks took them out. Luka, 35 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists today. Nobody on the Suns could stop Luka. No one on the Suns could stop Jalen Brunson. 24 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Luka shot 6 3-pointers and made 6 3-pointers, shot 11. Jalen Brunson was dancing with that ball like he was Luka. And the Suns couldn't do anything to stop him. On offense, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, they were trying their best to get free and pick and roll action. Monty Williams was trying to run Devin Booker off the ball, and it did not work because the Mavericks just were playing with heart. You know, it, it was an interesting conversation that I heard when you talk to, you know, real basketball guys because we get caught up in takes. We get caught up in this player is the greatest, that player is the greatest, this team sucks because they lost. But when you talk to real basketball guys that don't get into the takes, they get into what they see on the court, they have a different perspective on things. And I remember in 2011, after, or it might be 2012, after the Mavericks won the championship against the Miami Heat where LeBron had that horrible series, Mark Cuban went on first take to debate Skip Bayless. And what they talked about is just how he was talking about the Mavericks and he was using the Mavericks to create this weird agenda about LeBron, how he was such a loser, right? And how, oh, he doesn't have the clutch gene. They think he's better than, than Jordan. He's not, and he's never going to be nothing. Skip Bayless was using the Mavericks and his agenda to talk about LeBron. 
And one thing that Mark Cuban said really stuck out to me that I still think about to this day in that episode. He said, what do you mean that they didn't they didn't play hard? Like maybe it's we we played in, in, in zones and, you know, we switched and we made sure it was hard for them to score. Like we looked at the scouting report and we made sure that, that they could that they couldn't capitalize on their strengths. And we seized on their weaknesses because we game plan. We have good coaching. We have good scouts and we have players that know what they need to do to win instead of saying, oh, they didn't play hard enough. So you're saying if they played hard enough, they would have beat us. And I and I understand that. I get that. Because it, at certain points, you cannot quantify heart. You can't quantify hustle. But what I saw out there today and what I saw out there game six, what I saw from the Suns was nothing. I saw no hustle. I saw no heart. I saw no desire to win. They were knocked out the moment that I think Luka made the first three-pointer to start the game. They were down 3-0, and it just didn't seem like they wanted it. It didn't seem like they, they, they were fighting to get back to the finals. It seemed as if they thought that they had it. You can't quantify that. I, I can't measure that. I'm not there with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I wasn't in that locker room. I can't tell you what they did. But, but on that court, they gave no effort. The Mavericks did. The Mavericks like, like played with energy. Luka energized them with how he led with his play and his poise. He didn't back down from them. He, he didn't run scared from them. He didn't care they were the number one seed. And he went out there, he played his best, and finally, the rest of the Mavericks, namely Jalen Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, you, you, had, you had Spencer Dinwood, he had 30 points. Wait, Spencer Dinwood had 30 points. They finally decided to step it up. The team started to make their open threes. And that's why they're going to the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors. The Mavericks played harder. They played that switch defense, and they were fighting over the screens. Devin Booker couldn't get an open shot. Chris Paul couldn't get an open shot, and when he did, he was so gassed by having to fight through that physical defense that was attached to him that he was missing easy mid-range shots. Devin Booker had 11 points, 3 of 14 from the field. Mikel Bridges, 6 points, 27% from the field. Chris Paul had 10 points, 50% from the field. Chris Paul, who is one of the best passers in the game ever. I think he's right behind John Stockton all-time in assist, right? Or third, he's second or third all-time in assist. He had four assists today. DeAndre Aiden, who was the X factor, who was supposed to be getting in there and punishing the smaller bigs for, for the Mavericks, five points. Only shot five times, made two baskets. Only four rebounds for a seven-foot man. That was the number one pick in the draft that brought us Luka. Aiden was number one, Bagley number two. Well, I think what Luca would like, I think Luca was number three to the Hawks, and then Trey was like number four, number five. Aiden played like he was the last pick in the draft. Aiden played like he was undrafted. <laughs> like, like, he, like he didn't deserve to even get picked. Cam Johnson came off the bench, played 20 minutes, and had more points than all, all of the starters individually. Who played and and Devin Booker played thirty six minutes. Michael Bridges thirty three. Chris Paul thirty one. Jay Crowder twenty seven. Cam Johnson played twenty minutes, had twelve points, three of six, two three pointers made. That shows me a lack of effort. The Suns deserved this. They deserved this loss because they didn't want it. I was supporting the Suns. I'm a fan of Chris Paul. 
I told you my teams this year, the Suns, the Lakers, and the Hawks. The Hawks, favorite team. I got to give it to them. That's my hometown team. I'm rocking with Trey. But LeBron's my guy. Chris Paul's my guy. And I, I appreciate Chris Paul for all he's doing for HBCUs. But we got to call it like it is. This was the worst choke job in NBA history. And I want all the NBA historians, I'm listening, tweet me, Arthur Randall B, or Pulse Radio 100, name me a choke job that was worse than this. The Suns had the worst choke job in NBA history. They choked away this, they choked away this game, they choked away this league. Chris Paul needs to retire. I, I, I don't know what more to say. I don't know what more to do. He's 37 years old. He showed his age in these last few games. It is time for him to retire. I, I just don't think there's nothing more for Chris Paul. This is his last chance, and he has to go. Love Chris. He's one of the best point guards ever. And he's going to go down as one, one of the greatest players to play this game, and he really changed the way that, that the game is played for point guards, but he has to go. The, it's over for the Suns. It's over. Like, you lost to Luka that had no – like, the Suns had yeah, – Lucas. you can say Luka was the best player, but the Suns had Chris Paul, a top 75 player, Devin Booker, an all-star, DeAndre Aiden, a, like a, a freaking number one draft pick. Y'all played as a team together. Y'all made the finals last year. This was for y'all revenge season. The Bucks just got knocked out before y'all played. And now y'all going home. And we're going to have a new NBA champion and a new Western Conference finalist. The Warriors showed up to the party. You didn't because you choked. No effort. The Mavericks came out and they wanted it. And they didn't. I don't know what more to say. I don't like to overreact. I don't like to give reactionary takes, but this is real. They're, they have reached their ceiling. There is nothing more the Suns can do. The Suns have hit the same wall that the Steve Nash Suns did. The Chris Paul and Bigelet Suns are basically the, the, the 2022 version, the iPhone 12 version of the Suns with Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash. They've hit their ceiling. They've gone as far as they can go. And Chris Paul is not going to be the same coming back next year. 38-year-old Chris Paul ain't going to be doing this. They, they, they've reached their zenith. They've reached their peak, and now they're coming down. It's sad to say. What we saw from Luka is we're seeing the dawning of one of the greatest players of all time, and I will go on and say it. I'm going to tell you someone that really won today, and I, I reference him a lot on this podcast, Nick Wright. I'm a huge fan of Nick Wright. I've been watching First Things First since it came out. Back when I was in college, I used to walk to, to the CAF, or we call it the CAF in, in, at, at HBCUs, but the cafeteria, if you will, for breakfast, because I never miss breakfast, um, if, if I can. And I used to listen to First Things First with Nick Wright, Chris Carter, Jenna Wolf, and Nick was my guy, primarily because Nick had a different take on the LeBron James story and, the, and LeBron James' career and all these other folks like Skip Bayless, because Nick Wright was celebrating LeBron James and called him the greatest of all time. So I rocked with Nick Wright. And at times, Nick Wright's takes can, can appear astronomically wrong. He can get on your, on your nerves. Um, he, he can be self-serving. He can be sort of arrogant. He can be sort of annoying. That's his character. But one thing that you can't say is he was the main person that was beating the drum in the media that was saying that Luka's that guy. Luka's going to be a great player in, in, in this league, and it starts this year. Because everybody said Luka's great, but he said it's going to start this year. He said they were going to beat the Suns. He never leaped off that bandwagon, even when the Suns were shellacking the Mavericks those first two games. He said, you're looking at the dawn of a legend. You're looking at the dawn of a, 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 a future playoff performer. He's going to be one of the greatest playoff performers of all time. 
Nick Wright is rejoicing right now. Nick probably sleep right now, getting ready for first things first in the morning. As I'm recording this on Sunday night, right after the game. He was right. The Dallas Mavericks fans and the Dallas Mavericks front office, they were right. Luka was the best for them. And Luka's going to go down as one of the best players that the game has ever seen. He is such a hybrid of LeBron, Larry Bird. He has a little bit of Magic Johnson in him. I see a little bit of prime James Harden, not, not the foul baiting, more so I see sort of like how he controls the game with his tempo. He's not the flashiest ball handler. I mean, he can he, he has some dribble moves. He's not going to cross you up like how James Harden used to. But James Harden used to, con- used to control the game with his own pace and flow. And then when, when he, and he, like, Luka's first step isn't James Harden's first step. But I just see so much of how he controls the game. He plays at his own pace. And he's so strong. Like, Luka is the future. And Luka, honestly, I can see Luka, hate to say it, because this is very premature, but Luka can be in that GOAT conversation. And the the ink, the ink isn't dry yet. He's still writing his story. Like he, he ain't closed out Google Docs yet. He ain't closed out Microsoft Word yet. He's still writing his story because now he's going up against the Warriors. A Warriors team that John Morant scored 47 against him. He put the team on his back game too. And the Warriors were on the ropes to the John Morantless Grizzlies. In, in game in game five, and then game six, the Grizzlies were giving it to the Warriors. They couldn't stop turning the ball over. Game six, Clay showed up towards the end, but it, it didn't really work out that much. It's in two to end. The Mavericks aren't the Grizzlies, and I think and I think Luke's gonna stay healthy. And Jason Kidd got them boys playing defense, and I think Jason Kidd they're salivating that playing the Warriors. The Mavericks could very well go to the finals. I'm 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 on the bandwagon. I believe it now. The Mavericks could very well go to the finals, and this could be Luke because we all compare um, Luca to LeBron. This could be his 2007 moment, just how LeBron had his moment in 2007 when he beat the Nets in the second round. Jason Kidd in the Nets, which like Jason Kidd knows about what LeBron did. Then he beat the Pistons, who were dominating the East. Then he went against the Spurs and got swept. I don't think the Mavericks win the championship. Don't get me wrong. I think they go up against a Heat team or a Celtics team that is going to just take down Luka. I think that's going to happen. I think that the Celtics and the Heat, because they both made it, they're going to have defense for Luka. But we're seeing something great. And I think that this is this is the year that Luka becomes the face of the NBA and Luka takes over the league, period. Like, this is it. Like, this is the moment. This is the time. Like, I am, I, I'm honestly, I'm dumbfounded, man. I'm I'm dumbfounded. I don't know what to say. That that was the worst choke job in NBA history. That is all I can say. I do not know what the Suns need to do. God bless Monty Williams. Congratulations to him for winning Coach of the Year. But it's time to make some changes. It's time to do something different. And I think it's time for Chris Paul. I think he has more year, more years on his contract. But if you retired, Chris, I wouldn't blame you. Get into broadcasting. Like like maybe 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 make ESPN pay you. <laughs> Make ESPN pay you $360 million for 10 years. <laughs> like how Fox did Tom Brady. Like, do something else, man. Go go to Turner. Maybe go to Turner and then you, you, then you do stuff with HBCUs. You know what you could do? Go be an HBCU coach, Chris Paul. I'm telling you. Like, that, that's Chris Paul's next thing once he retires. He needs to go coach Winston-Salem or I'm not saying go fire the coach at Winston-Salem, but I'm saying he's going to do something. Come come coach at Fort Valley. We, 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 can, we can do that. I think this is a, it's an opening at, at Fort Valley. Come coach at Fort Valley, Chris Paul. Go be Deion Sanders because it's over for you, brother. I'm, I'm sorry. 
I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. At this point, it's over, man. It's over. Be a media member. Go be a coach at an HBCU. Go live your life. Because it's, it's, it's time. Like we're, we're seeing what Chris Paul is going to be moving forward. And it's not going to be pretty. Everybody can't be LeBron James, man. LeBron James is playing like he's 23 right now. He's he, he 37. Everybody can't be LeBron. So, in conclusion, in summation, this is the worst choke job that I've ever seen. I guess in the coming days and weeks, I will process how I feel a, a little bit better. But I am I'm floored, man. I'm, I'm honestly floored. But the Dallas Mavericks have built something amazing. I still think that the Mavericks are a couple pieces away from really being a threat to the NBA. I don't think they win a championship this year still, but I wouldn't be surprised if they stole one because Luke is just that great. Um, but I think that there's still a couple pieces away. But I believe that if it's any stars in the free agency market or any stars like Donovan Mitchell, which they just beat, y'all want out y'all team? I think the Mavericks might be a good landing spot for you, man. Going down that old town road. Just saying. Anybody that wants out of their team, go to the Mavericks and prosper, brother. Because if Luka had like a second star, if Luka had like a Scottie Pippen or another wing player that can cook and score 30-40 while he sits over and rests, the NBA be on notice. But all I can say is congratulations to the Mavericks. I'm looking forward to seeing the Warriors versus the Mavericks. I'm looking forward to seeing how that series will go. It's going to be exciting. But thank you so much for listening in. Uh, make sure to follow Post Radio 100 on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and just Post Radio on YouTube. And I will see you on the other side. What is going on with the Suns, man? They need to blow it up. You're listening to Post Radio.